Ashton, Ashton, Ashton Media. You know, I really think that those businesses that woo their customers are, are the ones that will see the retention and will see more loyalty. And there's a lot of opportunity to do it. It's, it's not it's not hard. It just seems to be an art that's been lost. Hello, I'm Stacey Gota, Portfolio Director at Ashton Media and your host of the Ashton Cast How Does Empathy Impact CX series, brought to you by our friends at Genesis, the global leader in cloud customer experience and contact center solutions. These are short, sharp stories and solutions to the biggest challenges in marketing, advertising, media and CX. Please make sure to subscribe, rate and comment and tell anyone that you know that is interested in this industry about this podcast and your favorite episode. You can find Ashton Cast on all of the major podcast players, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and more. I am thrilled to be joined by Jess Ricks, the Head of Customer Interactions at SunSuper. Jess, thank you so much for joining us on Ashtoncast. Thank you very much, Stacey. Let's get straight into it and let's kick off um, by talking about um, relationship building and customer loyalty, which are the two you know, real pinnacles of um, CX strategy and, and the results of CX strategy. How have the core values of CX and providing for your customers changed over time? Look, I think... By nature, consumers are brand loyal. So I don't think a lot has changed, but I think the standards and the expectations have shifted dramatically. Um, We can discuss the brand differentiators at length, but um, I suppose how much um, you compare yourself to another brand, um, different trends you see, um, you know, supply versus demand, um, you know, those things just exist in business. But I think what remains true um, is the differentiator around service. Um, you know, consumers will be loyal towards brands that treat them as if they know them. Um, you know, show me that you care. Um, do you under, understand me and my needs? And, and can you help me achieve whatever goals I'm seeking to achieve? You know, I think the brands that do this the best, um, they really hold the greatest market share. Um, you know, they create the advocates and they retain their customers. Um, you know, so I think, you, you know, over time, um, you know, the way we've built relationships, um, you know, it probably has. Um, we've lost some of that customer service in, in a how we do business, um, but consumers absolutely hold that as a, as a core value in how they want to interact with, with brands. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, while the core fundamentals of CX, you know, probably haven't changed too dramatically, the expectations of consumers have, for example, um, and the last few months alone have seen an incredible transformation in, you know, what customers expect from brands that they interact with. Speaking more generally, how has COVID-19 impacted customer experience from your perspective? You know, has it changed customers' expectations of the businesses that they're interacting with? Yes, um, absolutely. Um, so I think, you know, I, I run the contact centre at SunSuper and, you know, we're, we're the, the heartbeat, you know, we're the front door of, of the enterprise. And, you know, I think the big advantage of, of the voice interaction and the phone um, is that we're really equipped to tackle that emotiveness um, and complexity. Um, and so in this crisis, um, this customer crisis, you know, we've had a lot of pressure put on the contact centre. Um, yeah, and I think we've really risen to, risen to that, um, as many many other businesses have. But I think in many ways, it's uh, what 
the crisis has created is is probably a more level playing field. Um, we're all in this situation together. We're all navigating the uncertainty, um, you know, and my experience at Sun Super is that our members have been very understanding. Um, we've had more calls. We've, we've had capacity to deal with. Um, but each member has to be treated differently. Um, you know, members are going through this as a new experience. Um, we're all going through this as a new experience. So there has been more patience, um, I believe, which has been very welcome on both fronts. Um, our biggest plans during the whole event were, though, to make sure that our member service um, wasn't impacted um, and or the impact was minimal. Um, so, we, you know, we really did invest heavily in bringing you know, more employees um, from across the business to help meet that customer demand um, because I think, you know, in a time of crisis, that's when you have the best capability to showcase, you know, what your company can deliver. Um, so, yeah, I think there's been a lot of change, but I think our members have really supported us well. And what you mentioned um, there, you know, having to treat each member very differently and, and having patience on both sides. The other thing we've been hearing a lot about during this time um, in particular is the role of empathy and the role that that plays in, in the customer experience, particularly during this time. Is the role of empathy something that you're seeing that's changing or increasing in importance, you know, over the last few months? Yes. So this is a, um, a topic of, of many of our discussions as a, as a leadership team within the contact centre and you know, I think the real differentiator for for any brand is how can they relate? How 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 can you put yourself in someone else's shoes and and meet them where they're at? And we, we've had to do that and call upon those skills across many of our um many of our representatives during this time. You know, if there, if there has ever been a time to to support members and and understand what they're going through, it's been the COVID nineteen response. Um, but that's meant that we've had to change some of our business practices and. And spend more time. Um, you know, we still have to run a business, but the right here, right now, we needed to be with our members, supporting them through some difficult questions. Um, you know, offering them the right support as needed, and and really understanding them. So, we needed to ensure as a company that we could give our our front line, which is unusual for a contact centre, um, more time. But we wanted to make sure that we could, so you know, we could be with our members when they needed us. Was that to avoid kind of a churn and burn getting through customer inquiries, but actually? instead spending more time having meaningful and authentic conversations with those customers. Absolutely. And I think the, that measure around, you know, moving from very metric numbers, time-based interactions to more of an understanding, getting to know, um, able to provide the next best um, opportunity to a member is, is really the future for, for the contact centre, especially for us at SunSuper. You know, we want to make sure that we can really understand our members' needs and, and help them achieve their retirement goals. So that means that we have to ask questions and have the time to do that. What broad changes has providing a more compassionate CX had on your customer satisfaction and loyalty? Have you seen a result of that? We have, um, you know, I, I think, you know, we were navigating this as as many people for the first time, and, you know, we we failed a lot in looking at how we were going to um, to work through the, the sheer volume of interactions that we were experiencing. But I think the the one thing that we've been able to have a look at during during this period is, um, you know, what are the levers that we can pull um, that are different to what we've always done. So it also felt like a, a, a period where you could test and, and try things. So um, it felt like a really good opportunity to, to see what boundaries could we push. Um, you know, if we spent this amount of time on this particular 
um, piece of work, would that show results better than um, we'd expect it or worse? Um, and if it did, what would we do with that? Would we change our approach and, um, you know, and do something different? So I think, you know, we've had a real opportunity to um, to test many different um, ways of, of, of interacting with our members to um, to see if we could improve that experience. Um, I, th I think for us, what, what we've realised though is even though we've we've seen more calls, we we have absolutely had longer wait times than we would um, we would want. Our customer satisfaction has still um, been within our, our target range, so we've still seen you know over eighty five percent of our members satisfied um, and very satisfied with our interactions. So you know that's definitely shown us that we're doing something well. Yeah, that's a great that's a great result. Um. And one thing you mentioned there was, you know, that the stock increase in um, in calls to the call center and in demand and a big result of, of the pandemic and something that we've all grappled with over the last few months is the dramatic shift to working from home and remote working. And that's something we've seen across all industries. How well equipped was your department and your company to adapt to that increased demand for remote working? Oh, gee, do you know if um, in hindsight, it's a wonderful thing, and we we were not equipped. It's fair to say, um, you know, we weren't set up for remote working at scale at Sun Super before March, and uh, you know, in the middle of March, so two weeks later, we had more than a thousand people working from home, and were still able to provide our member services. You know, our technology team worked around the clock to, you know, to source, to set up, to test, um, and still continue to support us. Um, but you know, we did it, and and uh, you know, I think where we came from to where we are today, it's very impressive. Um, you know, many companies have been in the same situation, but what it does show is, you know, with a single focus, how agile you can move. Um, you know, how little disruption you really can have. Um, and, you know, I think we're really pleased as a company to see that flexibility will continue post-COVID. And for us in the contact centre, there's a lot of comfort. Um, and I suppose even our employee engagement has imp improved as, as a result of being able to not just support our, our staff during this time, um, limit the disruption, but also continue to, to understand that people have a work-life integration that needs um, needs attention. And I, I think we've been able to show that we're, we are interested in you know, wherever you work best, that's where you should be able to work. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I think the employee experience has for a number of years been, you know, in the spotlight in its role uh, and, and the role that it plays in delivering a, a great customer experience. But I think this this whole experience and the move towards flexible working has um, shined an even greater spotlight on on that role of, of employee experience. What role do you see CX having in businesses as as we navigate the road to recovery? Obviously, restrictions are being eased, but we'll likely still feel, you know, the economic effects of the pandemic for the foreseeable future over the next year. What role do you think CX um, will play in, in, in businesses as we navigate that road to recovery? Look, I think um, how we treat our customers at any time is, is important. And, and really what separates us, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, from our competition is is that interaction, you know, how do we service our members? Um, you know, the the road to recovery, you know, I think there's a lot of patience during this time, um, but customers um, do remember how you've treated them at a time of need. And, you know, I can see a shift already in how businesses are taking, you know, extra time and extra care to ensure the customers are satisfied with their experience. Um, you know, there's more effort in welcoming you to an establishment. Um, you know, the host, you're almost being hosted and it feels like some of those old world um, service values are coming back to the forefront. 
And, you know, if, if you think about what separates bricks from water, um, bricks and mortar establishments, you know, to the digital environment, it, it is that um, that emp- empathy. It is that understanding of, you know, if I'm here and I've made the effort, you know, make it worth worthwhile. Um, woo me. Um, you know, I, I've decided to, um, you know, to step into your establishment because I think you've got value to add to my my day. And, you know, I really think that those businesses that that use that and leverage that and, and woo their customers are, are the ones that, you know, will see um, the retention and will see more loyalty. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity to do it. It's, it's not it's not hard. It just seems to be an art that's been lost. How do you see advancements in technology playing into all of this and how will that impact our ability to deliver those more meaningful customer experiences, both now as we navigate the pandemic, but into the future as well? Yeah, look, I think, Stacey, the, um, the technology, it's really instrumentally improved the way that we deliver value to our customers. And it's really replaced a lot of those basic repetitive things that humans really are not built for. Um, it's allowed more effort to be put into that, the, I suppose, the areas that humans add the greatest value, where there's complexity, where empathy is required, um, you know, where you need to understand what has happened in a previous interaction to, to put the dots together uh, or join the dots um, yeah, but I think te- uh, together technology continues to improve that the capability to deliver you know, more of that human value across interactions. Um, but I don't think either appears to be successful in isolation. Um, you, know, you know, I think even you, know, you look at say live chat or um, or bots. You know, there's been a lot of work done to make them, I suppose, put them at a level that we can really interact with. Um, yeah, but I think together with you know, combining the smarts of technology with the um, the capability of humans, we can really leverage the best of both worlds. So they both have a role to play, but I, I see them not one phasing out the other. We're going to uh, mix things up a bit now and move into some more quickfire questions. So to kick us off with, with this segment, who would you look up to as a mentor or role model or muse in the industry? Oh, there's plenty of people that I admire, um, but I think if we're talking about, um, you know, empathy, uh, Daniel Goleman, you know, really set the scene for emotional intelligence and and making this an important um, area, as, as important as IQ, you know, the power of human connection um, really is as important with your employees as your customers. Um, you know, I think if you have a look at, um, you know, the likes of the Richard Branson's, um, you know, really wooing people when they interact with the brand. Um, you know, it's fascinating to watch the journey of someone that um, really leveraged his own talents and surrounded himself with people that could do the things he wasn't so talented with. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think that there's some great companies that um, that really understand the customer experience, um, you know, like Nespresso and Dyson and really, you know, make the experience from the, the time you, you know, visit their website to the time you call them you know, you are, you're wowed and, you know, they make you feel very, um, um, very special. And, you know, it doesn't matter which part of that interaction um, you have or what part of the process you, you are at, you really do feel like you're someone special. Um, and, you know, I think they do it really well. And they do that consistently throughout that whole journey, as you said, which is the really uh, powerful part. What books or podcast or media are you consuming right now that is helping you with your day-to-day work? Yeah, so I've got a few on the go at the moment. So um, the the Money Cafe, um, so keeping up to date with what's happening in in the macro economy. Um, I'm, I've been enjoying the HBR ID cast, um, which talks a lot about leadership and authenticity. 
um, mm-hmm. and show some spotlights on a lot of different leaders, both current and you know from, from um, another another time. Um, I, I very much enjoy the Contact Centre podcast, keep up to date with what's happening in, in my own industry. Um, but as far as superannuation goes, you know, you can't beat the new school of super, which is produced by our wonderful team at SunSuper. What is the trend that you're most excited about in customer experience? So we've probably touched on it before, Stacey. I think um, that human and robot collaboration, um, you know, not treating either in isolation. Um, you know, we always, I think for the last few years, we've thought that one particular piece of, of technology would solve a problem and actually it's either created a new channel or, or made a new problem. Um, so I think, you know, viewing these offerings as a collaboration of skills um, with their own advantages is something that I'm really excited to, um, to develop more within you know, my own business. Is there a trend in the industry that you wish would change or stop in some way? Yes. So I love data, massive data, um, boffin. Um, but I think, you know, it's it's continuing to replace um, the need to speak with your customers um, and asking them what they find important, you know, relevant and, and, and what they need. So, you know, I, I'd love to see us um, start um, rather than stop, start to ask our customers more about, you know, what is it that they find valuable um, and, and mix that with the data. Both are important. Definitely. And last one, and then you're off the hook. Um, if you could tell someone 10 years ago one interesting thing about how technology is changing the face of customer experience and, and of customer expectations now, what would that one thing be? Don't think technology will solve the problem. It's only part of the solution. Fab. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you wanted to leave our listeners with? Look, I, you know, I think um, yeah, remembering that um, customer service is is easy. We're all consumers, but you know, we just have to look in the right place. You know, go the extra mile. You know, the the one percenters, um, which is commonly used in in sport sporting analogy. You know, that's what makes the real difference. You know, treat others how you, you would like to be treated, and it doesn't take much to to go the extra mile. And and the results they really do speak for themselves. Yeah, fabulous. Thank you so much for joining us, Jess. Thank you, Stacey. Appreciate it. Take care. This is the last episode of the Empathy and CX series brought to you by our friends at Genesis. Feel free to go back and listen to the first episode of the series to get a full understanding of how empathy impacts brand CX. Ashtoncast CX series was proudly brought to you by our friends at Genesis, the global leader in cloud customer experience and contact center solutions. Again, please make sure to subscribe, rate, comment, and tell anyone that you know that is interested in this industry about this podcast and your favorite episode. You can find Ashtoncast on all of the major podcast players, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Go to ashtonmedia.com.au slash Ashtoncast for more info. This episode was produced by Podpaste and Ashton Media here in Sydney, Australia. Executive produced by Sean Jenkins, Gavin Stewart and Stacey Gota. Supervising producer, Darren Lake. Audio production, sound design and engineering by Eamon Connolly. Story writing producers, Charles Montano with the additional help of Aidan Mullins. And podcast management by Michelle Lee. Ashton, Ashton, Ashton Media?